the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. I am Seth Leibson. I have in studio with me a dear friend and a policy expert, radio show host in his own right, heard here every afternoon at uh, 3 p.m. on Saturdays, Sam Stone. I needed the reinforcements because the brothers Gillenwater, <laughs> Troy and Gil Gillenwater, got me and Ethan Bindleglass up at uh, a very early hour this morning, as I was discussing in the previous uh, in the previous hour here on the show today, because uh, Gil and uh, Troy are lifelong Arizona residents and dear friends uh, of my family's for many, many years, uh, spend a lot of time in the in the Ajo area, Ajo, Arizona area, and they had espied something over the weekend, um, just throngs of hundreds and hundreds of people over the um, over the crossing over the border at Lukeville. And they said, you guys have got to come here and see it. You've got to come here and see it. And we were saying, well, we've, you know, I've been to the Yuma crossing and the Yuma border entry and I've been covering. They said, no, you've got to come down and see it. So they gave us a tour of it um, this morning. And uh, I think we have Troy on the line. Troy, we're going to get your brother on shortly. But uh, I was discussing what I saw this morning. Troy, do you want to tell the audience and myself and Sam a little bit about what you were showing us and why you wanted us to come down there and see it ourselves? Sure, Seth. Thank you, by the way, for having me on. You bet. This also for um, me and my brother Gil, about four or five days ago, we were hiking in the Cabeza Prieta, and we picked up the dirt road in the Oregon Pipe National Monument and followed it down to the border, and we just couldn't believe our eyes. I'm thinking, this, this, this is like Burning Man. I mean, there were throngs of people and trash all over, and as we drew near to the border, it became evident what was going on. They were just penetrating our border at will, coming through these gaps in our wall. And, Seth, I was just so taken aback. It it felt to me like my own country was being ransacked and looted. I had had never seen anything like this. Yes, we've come across the occasional uh, cartel drug shipments out in the desert, but nothing like this. This is a whole different demography. I mean, there were hundreds of people, and these aren't the people— that are walking 60, 80 miles across our deserts to find a better job. These are people that are flying into Mexico, landing in Hermosillo, and then being bussed by the cartels, as I understand it, according to the Border Patrol, where they simply step through our border, uh, across our border, with absolute impunity and then walk to the asylum center to get processed. One of the, I think we have your brother Gil with us as well now, Troy. One of the things that's most amazing about this is just not the numbers that you see every single day, hundreds and hundreds of hundreds, but um, the complexion. This is not, this is not, these are not Mexicans. These are not Central Americans. These are not South Americans. These people were from West Africa. 
And, uh, Gil, thank you for joining us. If you can hear us as well, thank you for bringing me down with Ethan this morning, too. Your brother was just sketching out. Troy was just sketching out some of the reasons he wanted us to see it. And my friend uh, Sam Stone and I in studio will talk to you more about this in a moment. But, Gil, tell us why you wanted us to see it and what you saw when you toured us around there this morning. Well, what I wanted you to see, I wanted to bring some attention for two reasons. One was these are human beings. They're standing out there in the middle of the cold last night. There's women, children. We have issued, uh, we have a policy that says, come one, come all. And they did. And there were no humanitarian groups, you know, handing out blankets or food or anything. And uh, I just don't think that's right. Uh, The second thing is, as an American, I feel we're almost, uh, we're losing our sovereignty. When you allow anybody in the world just to walk into your country, they destroy their identification, um, and then they <laughs> say they want asylum, and they're taken uh, process. They're released on their own recognizance, and they set a court date, which is right now, as I understand it, four years out. And, and which city would you like us to drop you off in? There's something really, really wrong with that program. We, we ran into, gentlemen, we ran into one very good, one excellent reporter, but only one, really. I mean, there was another guy there from Tucson, and uh, kudos to him for sure. But uh, the one woman who uh, we ran into, Allie, I'm going to try and get her on the show a little bit later today, she really knew her stuff, and God bless her for doing it. But the question I really have is, don't you think this is deserving, and Sam, you know this story very well, don't you think this is deserving of channels 3 and 5 and 10 and 12 and 15 and ABC and CNN? Where is everyone else? This is an invasion, gentlemen. Yeah, Seth, absolutely. It is. An, it is. And one of the things, you know, um, Gil, I, I think you just talked about losing the country. Look, we have always been very welcoming of immigrants, but the reason we have legal limits on immigration is to give every year you have about a million people who come here legally under open channels, another million who come here on specific work visas. Those people then have time to assimilate into American society. And if you want to see what happens when you allow mass immigration from other countries in a very short period of time to dramatically change the makeup of your population without any time to assimilate them, then look at the ghettos that have been built in France and in the UK, in Scotland and Ireland. We're seeing it now. All across Europe, they are creating separate and unequal societies because people are not given time to assimilate into the culture. And I'm sorry, I'm never going to apologize, and I I doubt Gil and Troy would, for the American culture, which has vaulted America to the forefront of the world for over 100 years. Yeah, and I'll brag on them. I mean, I know the work they do through their foundation, Rancho Feliz, which does a lot of great work uh, for the Mexican population, uh, Gil and Troy. So bless you for that. This is not about that. This is about uh, what's going on here in this country. Both of you, you're naturalists. Troy, you first, then Gil. Talk about the environmental degradation we saw today. You know, a lot of the people who care about the environment really ought to go see what looks like uh, basically an uh, uh, an ironized Cody commercial from 1972. Troy, you want to say something about what we saw on the ground there? Sure, Seth. I mean, it looks like a war zone. Yeah. It looks uh, or a, a picture you would see after a tsunami, and it is a tsunami of sorts in human beings. 
There is human debris everywhere. Everything from diapers to bottles to sweaters to flip-flop sandals to purses to baby strollers to carry-on luggage to neck pillows, blankets. Um, They're wrapping themselves in, I believe, the Border Patrol hands out these space blankets to try to do its best to give some people some warmth because, as Gil said, the temperatures plummet out there at night. It's freezing cold. They won't allow them to build a fire, but um, it looks like a war zone, Seth. Gil, you want to say a word on it? No, I think Troy described it pretty good, Seth. I don't know that I can... uh add to what he said there it's uh the neck pillows are interesting though it means they're not coming over by boat right no i mean yeah no someone is paying for this right gil someone is paying for this it it sure seems like there's an invisible hand at work because they know exactly where to go once they get across the line um yeah there's uh it's 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 too contrived it this just can't be random and uh I'd, I'd like to know who and most importantly i'd like to know why i don't know what the end game of this could possibly be troy do you have a sense of what the end game could be here it's not going to come for a while i bet you no i i hesitate to say what it may or may not be but um as Gil said, it's it's just a it's a different demographic. And the thing that really stuck in my craw was that it's the cartel right yeah. now that's controlling American yeah. sovereignty, yeah. not us. Yeah. They're determining where they're going to release their people. They cut through that border wall so quickly. Uh, I just it's um, it's it's just not a good feeling to see what's going on down there. And we have basically, Seth and, and Troy and Gill, from a federal perspective, we had very aggressive programs targeting uh, cross-border organized crime 20, 30, 40 years ago. Under Biden, those have disappeared. They are not pursuing the cartels at all in the way we used to, um, <clears throat> which is empowering them. And, and Troy and Gill bring up a great point. We know from interviews with people who are coming across, you do not cross that border without paying the cartel or you die. I let, mean, they don't they do not allow you to do that. Let me take that. a quick commercial break, if I may. Troy and Gil, do you have another segment in you? Can you do a commercial break with us and then come back and talk a little bit more about our trip this morning with us in the audience? Absolutely. Great. We'll give sure. you a few moments to rest your voice. We'll take a quick commercial break. Troy and Gil, Gil and Water, Sam Stone and I will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. I am Seth in studio with me, my good friend, political consultant, radio host in his own right, Sam Stone. And on the phone, uh, Gil Gillenwater, who is, among other things, the founder of the Rancho Felice, co-founder of the Rancho Felice Charitable Foundation, RanchoFelice.com, and his brother, Troy Gillenwater, who, among other things, is a board member at the Museum of Northern Arizona. Great lifelong Arizonans, great family friends uh, since before I was born, even. Uh, they helped um, uh, coordinate a tour uh, of the border over um, o- over the course of the uh, better part of this morning with us uh, just uh, south of Ajo in uh, Lukeville and uh, talking about the depredations of it. Uh, Gil, if I if I might speak with you for for a moment and then go to your brother Troy on this. Um, one of the things that was most interesting about it was the makeup of the influx that we have seen. People usually think that the crisis at the border 
is one of either people from Mexico trying to get in or people from other places in Central South America, Venezuela, for example. But no, this is very clearly a West African influx, and it's odd. These are populations that don't speak English. These are populations 85% plus Muslim. And what's interesting, too, is we are not just spending money processing them and letting them roam free wherever they go by the close of sundown today. Uh, We're giving them money. We're giving them debit cards, the equivalent of a debit card. We're giving them cell phones. This is what most people would think of as insane. How would you describe it, Gil? (laughs) I think that's a perfect word. Uh, It is insane. There's no reason. There's no common sense to it. The worst part, though, to me, is that what makes our country so great and and better than the Central American and some of these other countries is we are a country of laws. We have laws, and we enforce them. And if we don't like the law, we don't ignore it. We change it. That's the way it works, and that's the way it's worked so well for years. But now uh, they're strictly in violation. I feel so sorry for that Border Patrol yep. down there. Did yep. we, when, Troy and I, when Troy and I first uh, came, we, there were 750 um, uh, and uh, migrants there, and half of them, like you said, from from South Africa, and seven people, seven agents, including two girls, were to uh, to handle that entire crowd. Well, I'll tell you what: if they decided to turn on them, these people wouldn't have a yep, chance. Right. And here they are doing administrative work yep. when they when they applied to do enforcement. There's no enforcement down there. They're babysitters. And and uh, did that mixed with this idea that uh, that you can just wander across the border when we have laws in place that say no, you really can't. And the other thing, Seth, is that you know economic refugees, even though we all feel sorry for them, that that doesn't qualify you for That's asylum. Right. That's it just right. Doesn't. That's right. So. Anyway, those are my thoughts. Yeah, no, they're good ones. Troy, you were making the point right before the break about how we have turned, basically, we have turned the border over to the cartels. Do you want to tell the story of what you saw with that cartel leader in the Border Patrol? I think it was yesterday or the day before. Sure, Seth. It still bothers me right now. So Gil and I were standing there. We, were, uh, we wanted to find the break in the wall. And in this particular area, there were two breaks right next door to each other. Um, and... The Border Patrol had pulled up a pickup truck to block people from coming in. And on the other side of the wall was a, looked like a, a Mexican tire store. You know, this is right, but right uh, north of Mexico Highway 2. And so in these two gaps in the wall, there were these two Border Patrol agents. I have so much respect for those guys. They were armed to the hilt. And they were standing there, putting their bodies right there to plug the hole. Meanwhile, there are two or three cartel guys. And, I mean, they're scary. They've got the black mask around their heads there. And they are taunting our Border Patrol officers. They're pointing their, their cameras, their cell phone cameras in these uh, patrol officers' faces. And they were trying to get um, a Hispanic family through and the border patrol just stayed there they didn't say a word they they took this taunting but then suddenly another suburban pulls up on the mexican side and out comes um a load of west africans and it was the strangest thing i've ever seen they got to the wall and started pushing and shoving and then literally just crawled over the tops of these border patrol agents and ran 
ran as fast as they could straight north into the desert. By this time, it was almost dark. And I just thought, I, I couldn't do what those Border Patrol agents did. I mean, their patience, their tolerance, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, it's amazing, Seth and, and Troy and Gill, because you see this up close. It's amazing the restraint our agents have demonstrated throughout this crisis. Um and that's just a perfect example of it. But it's also a perfect example of the utter failure of our government to address the problem that's right in front of us and treat an international criminal enterprise like a criminal enterprise and and go after it. And And we're just not doing that. I mean, it's not that hard to cut off the flow of chemicals that are going into Mexico that are becoming fentanyl that comes into this country. It's not that hard to start targeting the financial networks that these cartels are using. You don't have to go so far as invading anybody to go after international criminal conspiracies, and we're utterly refusing to do it. And thank God for people like our Border Patrol who are willing to put their bodies on the line standing in that gap because that's all we have now. That's one of the things that is so odd, too, about it. Thank you for those words, Sam. Well put, well spoken. Troy and Gil, that's the other thing is it's just such a very interesting process. There's no sense of urgency about this. This is because the Border Patrol has been told to stand down. There's just no sense. It's just a very ho-hum process where these guys stand in line and they give any name they want and then, you know, the Border Patrol cannot do much more than help transport them to another destination within Arizona over the next course of the several hours, right? Isn't that about what we saw, Gil? That's exactly what we saw, yeah. And they're from all over. You know, I stayed down there a little longer because I have a an exhibition at our place in Agua Prieta. So I'm picking up passports and identification yep. cards. Yep. They were from Bangladesh, yep. India, Guinea, Ghana. Martreya, I mean, all these various places all over the world. It's just the complexion has changed dramatically just in the last uh, last two some odd years. Well, thanks for taking me down there. Troy, we have 30 seconds left if you want to wrap up with any last thoughts before we got to let you guys go. 30, 40 seconds. Feel free to say whatever you want, Troy. Well, thanks, Seth. I, ju- I just feel a little, I, I think it's a little strange. Maybe it's just a coincidence, but why is it? that the processing center is conveniently about a half mile from Highway 85, so it can't be seen by the public. Why is it that the vans and the buses that are shipping these people to the north are all unmarked, just white, generic? You know, if this was something the American people supported, you know, I'd live with it. But I think just the wool's being pulled over our eyes, and, and they don't want us to know what's going on. Well, Troy and Gil Gillenwater, thank you for helping shine the light, which is supposed to be the best disinfectant. Uh, Sam and I will continue to talk about it on the show and in our various capacities as well. And anytime you see something, again, Troy or Gil, uh, that you think our audience should know about, you let us know. I want to thank you for inviting me and Ethan uh, down on speaking on behalf of our mutual friend, Ethan. Troy and Gil, thank you, and Godspeed to both of you. You're good friends to our country thank and to me. Thank you, thank Seth. You, Seth. You betcha. Sam and I will be right back, and we're happy to take your calls as well, 602-508-0960, on this or any other number of big stories that are taking place today. We'll be right back. 
Lawyers and teachers union. <laughs> Sam, lawyers and teachers union. Lawyers and unions. teachers union. <laughs> Hoagies yeah. and grinders. Hoagies oh, and man. Grinders. You, you wanna, <laughs> I'm just going to bring down my day right here. No, 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 mean, no, 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 no. Sam Stone is my guest. He's the host of Breaking Battlegrounds, um, which uh, is heard here every Saturday afternoon at 3 p.m., among other things. We've got a bunch of calls. Uh, let's take them. Let's em. just take some calls, yeah. and we'll just go down the line here. Uh, first, let's start with Bob and Payson. Bob, you're on with me and Sam Stone. Gentlemen, how are you doing this cold, blustery afternoon? We're about to snow up here in Payson, I believe. Nice, <laughs> nice. I, I'm I'm now jealous. I would be all in for some snow here in Phoenix. It makes for great entertainment. It's happened before, especially in the McDowell Mountains up north there. My uh, question for you guys, and I've asked this to Seth before and other folks, including my congressmen and my senators, is the why this is happening, guys. Why are our borders open? Why are there cartels controlling our state and federal governments? And it has to come from the top. And the only reason is that the administration in Washington is so corrupt that it's being blackmailed by the Chinese, the Russians, and everyone else in the world. Because I don't think the Border Patrol would do this without direct orders from the White House and who's ever in control of it. We cannot let this to go on. They let these people across the border, guys. They find their documents in the desert, so they have no further identification available. And they give them, I don't know what to give them, I guess asylum in the United States. They put them on a bus and send them up towards Gila Bend from Ajo and yep. Loopville. And they don't put highway patrol or border patrol up there to block that highway and arrest those people on those buses and return them to their countries. I don't think they can because I think they have legal documentation to be in the United States as soon as they cross that border without identification. Yeah, the one thing I can say you're right about for sure, Bob, uh, for sure, is that they do have the orders to stand down from on high. I'll let Sam address the rest of it. And they are given documentation that prevents them from being snapped up and deported and all that kind of thing. That's absolutely true. I think, Bob, you had the right question right from the start is why is this happening? Because this doesn't make any logical sense from most perspectives, but I, I don't think it's one reason. So I think there are two major forces at work here. One is this WEF style idea that there should be only one world, one government, no borders. No borders. Right. I think that is at the very top, the driving right. ideology Maps are this. line drawn, drawn right. by men, arbitrary right. lines drawn by and, men. And that if you thing. get rid of those lines, yeah. the men who are left at the top have a lot more power than they do now, right? right? <laughs> so I think that's one element of it. And I think there's some really nefarious things about what they're doing and how they're doing it. The other element okay. is educationally in this country and throughout the Western world. We have, per, we have put out this narrative that the Western U.S., Western Europe are the oppressors of the rest of the world and that we have an obligation to just give away our societies. And certainly no right to protect it right. over against right. any other. So right. to give yeah. away our right. societies sure. to these people sure. who are theoretically oppressed. Now, the reality of the world is that people who are oppressed around the globe are almost entirely oppressed by their own leadership right. in their own countries. The Middle East has not advanced 
significantly in the last decade. Since the 70s, it's really gone backwards. Why? Because their own leadership oppresses them to their benefit. This is the case in China. This is the case case in Gaza. When you look at the billions of dollars that have been thrown at Gaza since 2005, they could have had Singapore. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so this, I think, is the other element of it, which is these leaders who have this very nefarious, frankly, plan are able to use the useful fools that they have created and bred to this ideology. And the problem is actually some of those useful fools like an Ocasio-Cortez are being elected. And so then they provide that extra push, that extra voice where you might be able to oppose one element to that, opposing both becomes much harder because we're deliberately miseducating each each successive generation. That's exactly right. That's well put. Let me take a quick break. This was a short segment. We'll have a longer one coming up. Mark, Steve, and others who are on hold, I'm going to ask for your indulgence. Stay on hold. We'll get right back to you. It's a delight having Sam... Stone in here. I need the support. I've been up since like one this morning, Sam. I can't do that, Seth. You you are a better man than I. I well, I can't on, do it alone. So. I would be on the floor snoring. You would hear only that in your microphone right now. Okay. Well, thank you for helping me. I can't do it alone. I get by with a little help from my friends. We'll be right back. All right. This young David is now having a little fun. He <laughs> thinks I was invoking by I get high with a little help from my friends from the Beatles. He thought I was invoking songs about drug use, so he came in with Rocky Mountain High. I must tell you, young David, John Denver denied throughout his life that the song was about drug use and it was about getting high on nature. Well, we like songs like that. Sam. Not sure about the Beatles. I, you know what? In John Denver's case, I'm going to say I believe him. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, John Denver was... Yes, he came from the sixties, but but he was about nature. He was he he wasn't about nature. He was he was Mister Rocky Mountains, he Rocky and he Mountains. really really embraced everything about that place. And I, look, I I'm going to buy what he's selling. Yes, absolutely. We are Straussians who try and understand political philosophers as they understood themselves. Well, I always say when somebody says something, you should believe them. Like absolutely. when the WF says they want to kill. 80% of the population, I believe them. Absolutely right. And when uh, Joe Biden says and other Democrats say, I don't know why people aren't surging to the border, they clearly believed them, and that's why we're dealing with the problem that we have. Yes. Words mean things, mostly, usually. Let me go to Mark in Cave Creek. Mark, you're on with Sam Stone and myself. Thanks, Seth, and, and thank you, uh, Mr. Stone. Uh, uh, so the first caller after the bottom of the hour kind of stole a little bit of my thunder here, but uh, and, and Mr. Stone did a great job of starting to answer his question, but I wanted to tee off of one of the comments uh, made by uh, your, your guest before the bottom of the hour who took you down to the border uh, when they were commenting on the cartels really being the gatekeepers of who's coming through. And recently it seems as though we're mostly seeing – uh, Muslim men of military age coming through, I, I, I got to scratch my head and wonder what the cartel's planning horizon is, or is there really just that much immediate money to be made by them from whoever it is that's pulling the strings that wants this particular demographic to be in our country? I mean, I, I think the World Economic Forum types might be underestimating the spirit and the resolve of the portion of our population who really does embrace natural law and constitutional principles in terms of uh, how hard we're going to hold on to and, and work to keep what we've got. 
Um, I know I threw a lot at you. No, there, no, no. But, it's It makes its own sense, what you said. I'll yes. let Sam take a stab at it first. Thanks, Mark. Well, you know, I, I'm worried that they don't underestimate our resolve, that the reason you're seeing such a dramatic escalation of, of everything they're doing is because they understand that they have to overwhelm that resolve with numbers. And so in that sense, I mean, for instance, I don't think the people of Ireland, Scotland and the UK were people without resolve to to maintain their own culture and their own country. But they were swamped under an avalanche of new arrivals who share none of their cultural values or background. Look at Brit- Britain and France right now. Yeah. I mean, these, you know, Britain, so in Ireland. These were places of great yeah. pride once. Yeah. So Ireland, the number one baby name in Ireland uh, in 2022 was Muhammad. Perfect. Um, and you're seeing this all over the place. I also, not to get too conspiratorial, Seth, but you and I were, have talked about this a little bit. Um the cabal behind this globalist idea is essentially the same cabal that you'd have to say kind of started World War I. And there's never been a good explanation to me why World War I actually started Franz Ferdinand. It's just an excuse. There's, I know there's a million things behind it. I've never heard a story and come up with a good excuse. I do not put it past these people to try to create a clash of civilizations to achieve an outcome that they desire. And if you look at the actions of – U.S. presidents who have fallen under their sway from Clinton to Obama to Biden um, and, and Bush, but exempting Trump. Look at our attempts to keep going into all these countries and engage in military activity that is designed as much as anything else. I don't know what outcome we're ever going to achieve from it other than to create additional hostility and animosity among those populations for our population. So. I, nothing is no, – no bridge is too far anymore and that's a scary thing. I was uh, with someone um, uh, talking about the border just the other day who was saying to me that until he saw it, he disbelieved and tends to disbelieve most conspiracy theories. He said when he looked at the border, he says, I'm beginning to believe some of it because these explanations – just don't hold much water anymore unless you go to some weird extreme ideological position, which also is not really a conspiratorial theory. The things you were sketching out in the previous segment, Sam, about the disbelief in the unity and the importance, one might even say greatness of America, the exceptionalism of America, that there's something worthy of protection here, that there are values and virtues that we have in common or that we are to uphold. If you no longer and believe in and want to dispense with the notion of the melting pot, which made us so great in the first place, that's why you see so much of the atomization in society and the retribalization of society and the resegregations of society. But to the point of... Um, to the point of Mark, when it comes to young Muslim men of fighting age, uh, we're seeing hundreds now coming in just through Arizona a day who are exactly that description. And as well, Troy what, was saying, you know, some of whom overwhelmed the CPB in just sheer body. Well, all of, I can say is this. Just one one thing. We know what 19 can do. Yeah. That's all I want to say. No, it, it's so there's that. Um, there's another element to this. Right. So Islamic societies not being um, monogamous in terms of marriage, in terms of having plural marriages, 
Um, that has always been plural marriage is one of the most dangerous things you can have in a society because we know for thousands of years of history that the most dangerous population you can have in your society is a huge population of young, unwed men who have no women. That's right. And Muslim societies aggregate all the women, really, especially all the, the desirable women, into the arms of a very relatively few men. And so you have these huge populations. Yeah, they don't get multiple husbands, by the no, way. They do, the no, they don't get they multiple do not, wives. Right, yeah. They, yeah, right. So, I mean, this is the classic right. sort of harem, but right. that's, still, that's still very real. Right. Um, so there's a huge population of unattached military-age Muslim men and they are seeking anything but their own society. Now, they're not giving up the really backwards. I mean, look, Islam, I can try to respect all religions, but Islam's problem is it never had a reformation. Right. The, the Christian, if you, if, Talk to Zudi about this. Yeah, if yeah. Christianity existed now the way it did prior to the reformation, it would be a pretty awful thing, quite frankly. But it doesn't because of the Reformation, and Islam has never had that. And I, I think that is the key cultural issue with those populations that we're dealing with. Good. Thank you. Well said. Uh, let's take one more commercial break, and we'll finish out the hour when we come right back. Beautiful. Thank you. I'm Seth Liebson. He's Sam Stone, and we'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 